Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about emerging from narcissistic parents. You know, when it comes to narcissism, it's a it's a spectrum of severity, and, and many people have narcissistic traits out there, but some people have personalities that are highly narcissistic. Others have full-blown narcissistic personality disorder, and it's well known that narcissistic exposure really does damage an adult badly enough, but the traumatizing effects of being raised by a narcissist and treated like an object leaves uh, a lot of scars, psychiatric scars, which drive a lot of people into therapy later on in life. And those scars can be thought of as common traits of children with narcissistic parents. Every parent-child relationship involves some amount of occasional conflict, stress, and confusion. But that's not, you know, exactly what we're talking about. You know, it's uh, we expect it, accept it, and for the most part, manage it in a healthy way in many parent-child relationships. However, there are instances where things go far past the normal family pitfalls. Uh, a really good example involves the presence of a highly narcissistic parent, you know, in, in this case, uh, a family life, and it's inevitable that conflict looks nothing like just regular conflict, and the harm done is not easily undone. You know, uh, the child of a narcissistic parent faces more red flags than they can even spot, that they can even remember. They spend an ordinary family life dodging the slings and the arrows and the, and the accusations and the gaslighting of narcissistic abuse. Because narcissists cannot take any responsibility for themselves. Everyone else is always wrong. And so that is a big problem, especially when you're being raised as a child doing lots of things wrong. The narcissistic parent will turn the volume up and really just treat their children as if they only are there to serve them. And so, you know, fortunately, trauma can be resolved and that's good. It can be treated and you can recover from narcissistic abuse. But you have to learn more about narcissism, trauma bonding, which is what we what people do when they're being raised by a narcissist in order to protect themselves, by the way. They're not safe. And when people are not safe as children and they're learning that the world's not safe, they develop enormous amounts of neuroticism in their life and enormous amounts of coping skills. And sometimes they have to learn about their narcissistic parents so well that basically they end up in a situation where they have to basically uh, live their life uh, uh, trying to learn how to be a narcissist in order to adapt to the narcissist parent. And so, you know, uh, over the last 20 years or so, um, I've seen a whole ton of trauma survivors, and most of them describe how their early life with their narcissistic mother and father can cast a long shadow 
across their lifespan. And there is a lots of resentment, especially if you have to care for them later on in life. And so, you know, parents, they describe sound as if they were highly self-absorbed, had difficult life situations, the people I've talked to, and perhaps, you know, other mental and emotional disorders. And those drove, drove their high levels of self-absorption and emotional immaturity. They ended up facing things, the kids in childhood faced things from the parents, like drug and alcohol problems, domestic violence, mental illness, untreated trauma, chronic medical illnesses. Obviously, these are all highly stressful situations. And it's easy to see how being exposed to them could be traumatizing. You know, some damaging traits their caretakers had had traumatic effects that led to to things like uh, uh, these various traits that I'm going to explain. First is self-importance. That word that comes to mind is grandiose. Narcissistic parents will exaggerate and lie about themselves. They'll demand your attention while neglecting your needs. And worse so, they often view their child's increasing independence and autonomy as a threat to their own interests. And if so, they likely squelched, sidelined your talents as a kid, your interests as a kid. They likely didn't show up to any of your activities. They likely were highly negative, and they likely did not participate. And if they did, they took it over. Or they had enormous expectations for you that were not met by them. And so guilt and manipulation are common ways that your boundaries are breached. Gaslighting, you're the crazy one. You're the crazy one. That is the other deflection that they tend to teach, which makes you feel like, yes, I am crazy. And so, you know, the bottom line is when we look at this, we also have to understand that being raised around someone who takes up all the psychic space can lead a person to feel chronic shame, worthlessness, unimportance, failure, failure, failure. Do you want to be a person like that? No, nobody wants to grow up like that, but narcissistic parents want to bend your will to their needs. They also have no respect for boundaries. You know, the narcissist seems incapable of recognizing that other people have needs. And as a result, they will not respect the boundaries their child sets. In fact, a narcissistic parent is adept to making their kid feel guilty for even daring to take a healthy boundary. Their wishes and demands are framed as something that you owe them and should want to do for them. So guilt and manipulation are used once again. You know, this in, in a sense, boundary issues are the hallmark of early trauma. And so inadequate boundaries are one of the most challenging traits of children with narcissistic parents. Many of my clients have struggled to strengthen weak, wobbly, and non-existent boundaries. Others were at the opposite end. They needed help letting down their walls, allowing someone in because now they have trust issues because they have been violated as a child by their narcissistic parent, verbally, abusively, maybe physically. God only knows because they will do anything to get their way. They are very, very, very manipulative. And to put it mildly, you will not experience honest communication from a narcissistic parent. Um, That's one of the classic traits. You know, for years, your mother or father or both 
may take make it a habit to put you down, make it clear that they are uh, superior and in control. They will be inappropriately or hurtfully competitive, persistently critical, unfavorable comparisons, subtly humiliating, and much, much more. And over time, the way they invalidate you and keep you off balance wears you down and your self-esteem. And so it robs your relationship with genuine positivity in life and positive connections. And that, and that can be extremely difficult to have to live through. And then that can be extreme. The after effects can be very difficult on a partner that attaches himself to you and develops a relationship. You know, over time, the way they in, invalidate you and keep you off balance wears your self-esteem down. And so, you know, it, you get confused and rejected and traumatized by the lack of love and acceptance. And you get a parent who basically talks over you, makes every conversation about them, avoids topics of importance to you, assumes dominant and threatening postures, never asks about you, doesn't listen, interrogates you. You know, a a major therapeutic task for many uh, uh, clients has been to learn how to break the deeply ingrained survival response that they got in their childhood. And this is the tendency to make yourself invisible and focus on meeting the needs of others. And it's a survival strategy that it evolves out of our nervous system's natural ability to submit and withdraw when we feel we're in the presence of a predator or facing mortal danger. We grow up reactively. We grow up adapting to not being safe. And that does enormous damage uh, to our brains. Gaslighting is the other way, you know, by the way, you know, they they seek to learn to disengage in their first fight response. So a lot of people that grow up with narcissistic parents will just avoid conflict. So gaslighting and they soften their their chronic defensiveness and belligerence and it's because it was making them miserable. And so sadly, um, they're to either use their de- the defense systems of their narcissistic parent and fall into that pattern, or they avoid, avoid, avoid. Also, gaslighting. You know, don't expect your narcissistic parent to own up to a mistake. They will manipulate you into believing that you either misunderstood or you made up the whole thing. You know, that's classic. And by the end of the discussion, they may even have you apologizing for what they did. Wow. You know, while gaslighting is a, is a term, and it's, it's being thrown around a lot these days, but it is a real thing. The lack of insight that a narcissist displays is very real. And it, its effects can linger for years because they have no empathy for anyone else but themselves. Always the victim. Always the victim. That's how they always land. You know, they, they, uh, they grow up, uh, many of the, uh, of the people that have been subjected to this grew up with parents who, who played mind games and resulted in endless bounce of self-doubt, genuine confusion about their perceptions. Their lack of self-confidence led to chronic, difficult making, uh, chronic difficulty making decisions, and they're haunted By being alone, many feel as if no one could understand or believe their story. And so it's really important to support and encourage them to trust themselves 
and be safe and be a safe person in their life. You know, the, the narcissist plays a victim classically. It, you know, expect to be to be provoked into confrontations. And the moment you show your anger, the narcissist parent will likely accuse you of attacking them. It's also very likely they will accuse you of being abusive yourself. And often, very narcissistic people will punish you by mounting a smear campaign against you. Yes, you, you're, only, you're their child, and they will do that. They do that all the time, and it's sad. You know, uh, uh, remember saying, you know, hate usually comes from below. This means that the reason the narcissist lashes out is that they uh, are desperately trying to ward off deep feelings of shame in themselves. You know, th- 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 this leaves people with a bucket of emotional slime that they've that you spend as a child after in your adult life you have to wipe it all off because of that parent and it's just unbelievable how much narcissism is pervasive in our culture and it is growing and growing generationally and it's amazing that they just can't come to grips with it you know, there's also abusive ne- behavior and neglect. You know, aside from more covert manipulation, narcissistic parents will also engage in openly abusive behavior. Without a hint of compassion or empathy, they may subject you to mockery, humiliation, physical threats, violence, neglect. They will stack people against you, even if it's their children. You know, this type of behavior can lead people to more classic symptoms of complex trauma stress disorder. And those common symptoms are emotional numbing, disassociation, distrust and fear, emotional regulation problems, flashbacks, emotional and physical, difficulty with relationships, self-loathing, and, uh, and this inner critic that, that, that comes around. Uh, arousal dysregulation of the nervous systems so they have problems with fight or flight freeze you know and then they have stress related health problems and these are you may not have all of these but you may have some of these as a consequence of having a narcissistic parent you know if as a child you wished for parents that would protect nurture and guide and love you give yourself time to heal and to mourn that loss of your childhood and in addition it's critical that you learn how to set and enforce healthy boundaries. And this is more important. Now, most people take boundaries as no. Well, I'm not suggesting you throw a no out there to a narcissist. What I, I would suggest is you throw what you can do and what you can't do. That will be a little more healthy in trying to set a boundary with the parent. You know, it's best to do this work with the support of a, a trauma-based therapist. And, and if you've undergone that kind of trauma, that would be something you would want to do. You know, imagine like a mother who seems like the perfect parent out in public, but who rages and screams at their children and their spouse at home when they displease her. Or a father who deliberately makes his kids feel confused by telling them something didn't happen when it objectively did, invalidating their experience and helping them learn that they can't trust themselves. You know, these are examples of people who have narcissistic traits. And and like many traits, narcissism is normally distributed among the population, meaning that most people fall somewhere along the line of the middle spectrum. 
and uh, others, a uh, few of them, uh, will reach the extremes. And pathological nar narcissism, which is the narcissistic personality disorder, is actually quite rare. And it's in about 1% of our population. But there are people who are full-blown narcissists. They have this exaggerated sense of importance. Their sense of entitlement requiring constant excessive admiration of who they are. They, they expect to be recognized as a superior even without achievements that warrant it. They exaggerate. They, they are preoccupied with fantasies of success, power, beauty, brilliance, you know, having the perfect relationship. Um, they belittle and look down on people they perceive as inferior. And usually narcissists will come along with a codependent person. They love codependent people that they can shape and turn into their very own little object to take care of them and do all the things they demand and they're never happy with that codependent person. All right, we're gonna take a break um, and we're gonna come back. I've broken down what a narcissist looks like. But now we need to go through the experience of what it was like and then how to heal it. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about being raised by a narcissistic parent and emerging from that. You know, if you're raised by a narcissistic parent, it gives rise to the belief that I'm not ever good enough. And generally, those parents are possessive 
and they're close to their young children and their children are seen as extensions of themselves and they become a source of self-esteem. Look, you know, look how perfect my child is. Didn't I do a great job? You know, and, and they become a means to gain attention from others. And also the children learn to fit into molds that their parent creates for them. And this can lead to anxiety and a lack of individuation, a lack of even understanding who they are as a human being. And they are constantly pushed aside for for the, the narcissist personality in order to please the parent. And children do want to please their parent. As a matter of fact, usually for young children especially, their main motivator is their parent. You know, but the child of a narcissistic parent has to adhere to the parent's agenda in order for their life to be stable. So asserting their own feelings and thoughts can lead to problems for the narcissist. That might include anger and tears and punishment. And through this, the child learns that their feelings and thoughts are not important. They're invalid, inconsequential, and will often stifle their own feelings in order to keep the peace at home. And, you know, narcissists... They're not always cruel, but they can very often be kind. They can often be very charming, especially around people that don't really know them. And, and, uh, and this kindness also comes with conditions that you don't know that. But as a child, you learn that very quickly. You know, the child will know that kindness is going to lead them to feeling beholden to the parent, meaning they're responsible to the parent to do whatever the parent wants. Whether it's overt or covert, if it's basically if you if if I do this for you, you owe me. And it always comes with acts of kindness. Kindness and love are conditional, and there must be a response to kindness and love being shown. Because God forbid the narcissist actually would be legitimate and want to do that. You know, the difficulty growing up with narcissistic parents is that the child doesn't realize that there is anything wrong. And we're we're growing up, we only know what we're exposed to by our families. And it can be years later that the child, often now an adult, begins to make sense of their childhood. And this realization is often aided by a friend or a partner who's able to recognize those bizarre parenting of the narcissist. And now they feel like they have lost their childhood to that narcissist and now resentment stands up and they have to do all this work to be around the narcissist as the parent and now they have to do all this work on themselves that the narcissist did to them. It's sad, but this is the way it goes. You know, most people that come out of that have indecision and guilt as we talked about in the last thing. They have... uh, internalized gaslighting, which means that they feel like they, they're, they're crazy and they question their own memories, their own perceptions, their own judgments. They grow up with a, a, that kind of a parent. A narcissist can leave the adult feeling that they have little to offer, even when that's not true. You know, growing up, their talents and skills may have been downplayed, ignored, co-opted by the narcissist. And oftentimes, as they go into their adult life, their main motivator is to prove the narcissist wrong instead of being motivated to have their own uh, direction and there without being measured by the narcissistic parent. Part of treating uh, people that come out of narcissism and try to establish their own life is basically redeveloping the, the concept of who I am and uh, unhinging them from the narcissist. 
You know, even when the adult now experiences success, they may feel like they don't deserve it. And this can give a a, a rise to what's called the imposter syndrome. And and so they feel like they're always an imposter because they used to have to just adapt to their narcissistic parent. Now they're out there having to make decisions and they feel like a fraud. Also, love and loyalty is very challenging for kids that grew up amid lies, manipulation, and abuse. You know, it can be really difficult for adult children of of narcissists to step away from caring for and loving their narcissistic parent. So they end up being entrapped by that parent for the rest of their lives. And, And it may even enter into relationships with partners who show narcissistic traits because that's what we grew up with. And so many codependent people come from narcissistic parents and end up marrying what they're familiar with, which is another narcissist. And and so, you know, to come out of that, you've got to be able to come to grips with what your codependent traits are and become uh, able to set new boundaries in your life. Also, strength and resilience, which is what makes life work, is having the will to live You know, that is very important. But a whole lot of the time, adult children of of narcissists display a great ability to show compassion and love for others, but are and are able to form loving relationships and learn to love and care for themselves. It is possible, you know, to recover from growing up with a narcissistic parent. And and we'll just have to get into that in a little bit. You know, then then there is this uh, uh, chronic self-blame. You know, whether or not the parent is openly abusive, they're almost always emotionally tone deaf. They're almost always too preoccupied with themselves and their own concerns to hear the pain of their child. And so in order to try to maintain the family unit, the child shies away from blaming their parent and instead takes all the blame on themselves. You know, uh, if I was better at this or if it wasn't such if I wasn't such a difficult child, they're always filling in the gaps for the narcissist and takes accountability for what the narcissist would never, ever, as an adult, take responsibility for. And this continues into adulthood, where the adult child continues to take blame for each other and things that aren't always their fault. They become a scapegoat in a lot of situations later on in life in order to keep the peace. And then there's this this thing that echoists and narcissists, you know, complement each other. And you you can read more about, you know, the echoism. But essentially, basically, narcissistic parents can can explode into anger and burst into tears without much warning, which forces their children to take up as little space as possible in order to avoid triggering one of the emotional outbursts. And it's like walking on eggshells, you know, trying to do everything possible to avoid their parent having a meltdown. And then there's this other thing that comes along with it is insecure attachment. And they become insecure, attached to their parent, never experiencing that self-base, that baseline of who am I. So they need to do that in order to feel comfortable, you know, in their environment. And so the neglect, the manipulation, the emotional abuse can leave the child questioning how safe will they be able to feel, uh, uh, you know, in another person's hands joining another person's life that can be very scary and and not trusting that anyone else can be relied on you know however this leads others to cling to their partners for love and demand attention 
significant, uh, significantly more than other people. You know, and also these folks uh, that grow up and end up being what's called a parentified child. That means their childhood is gone because they have to do parent things. And children who grow up with narcissistic parents will have organized their whole life and their personality around the happiness of their parent. And then they'll grow up organizing their life around the happiness of others. And so many of them uh, are in the helping professions and, and, and how, you know, they do that, they're in many different ways. They can move forward and heal from being raised by a narcissistic parent, eventually by seeking out help from others, you know. And I'd recommend that you don't attempt to do it alone, you know. You need to do it, and especially in the therapeutic relationship where there's confidentiality. That's a safe place to work through your recovery from the narcissist. You know, you want to do some key things. And this is for healing. And it's very important to think, think in these terms. The first thing to start healing is to recognize, you know, the first step is awareness. We, we can't move on until we know that what has caused our pain. And if you're listening to what I'm talking about, it's probably you, it's probable that you'll suspect that one of your parents had narcissistic traits or even a narcissistic personality disorder. The next thing is to study and educate yourself. That's why I keep defining what a narcissistic parent looks like. As, educate yourself about narcissists and the impacts that it can have on the family system. You know, look on the internet, read some textbooks. There's a, there's a really good book uh, um, called Stop Walking on Eggshells. And that's a very good book. It's geared more towards what's kind of borderline personality, but borderlines are narcissists. And so, you know, that that would be a good book to read. And there's another one called I Hate You, Don't Leave Me. That's another book that would be good about narcissistic uh, experiences and borderlines. You know, the other thing is to actually recall the experiences. And that can be difficult and that can be very painful. But if you do that, you're beginning to recognize what kind of damage was done to you by the parent. And for each of the, the, the memories, the narrative needs to be rewritten with a new dialogue. My parent is a narcissist and treating me this way because of dot, dot, dot. You know, there's no blame. There's no blame. You know, create a new way of reframing your experiences in the light of new information. And, and uh, take that blame away from yourself and lay it where it belongs. You know, the bottom line is strip down, strip down the idea of my mother or my father and start calling them by their name in your mind. Call them by their name so that you see them as the human being that they are. Now, narcissism could be seen as good and evil, but it also comes from childhood experiences where they were likely treated like this. And so the bottom line is, is that if they've gone that direction and they've been molded by a narcissistic parent, they may actually become the narcissist in relationships. And uh, so some people come from that kind of experience. And, and we cannot do anything about that from that perspective, but a narcissist can be treated if they recognize the fact that they have this problem. You know, the, the other thing is, is to, you know, identify, you know, identify the abuse, identify the trauma, identify the, ne the neglectful behavior, 
You know, as painful as it might be, you'll likely be able to identify emotional abuse and neglect, like guilt tripping and gaslighting and manipulation, even psychological abuse, you know, like the silent treatment. Narcissists love the silent treatment. And you might also find examples of physical abuse, financial abuse. You know, it can be extremely helpful to work through those memories with a professional. You know, and the other thing is to grieve. There can be a lot of grieving in the healing of coming out of a narcissistic parent. You know, both grieving for your childhood that didn't get what you didn't get, also grieving for the image of your parent that has been shattered. You know, growing up, we only know what we know. And when you grow older and realize that old, the, the old, other children had very different childhood experiences but your, than your own, you might feel jealous. You might feel, you know, uh, violated. You might feel angry that you didn't get those experiences. You might have grown up protecting your parent, idolizing them, only to realize that they have actually caused you some harm that you're going to have to undo in your later life. And this can be destabilizing. And we may find that we need to grieve for the image that we use to hold um, off our parent. You know, work through the developmental milestones. It's likely that growing up, you missed some pretty important developmental milestones. It's now it's time to start experiencing and learning. Now's the time to explore your own identity, to experiment with your sexuality, with dating, with choosing what you want to study, with what you really want to do with your life, what you're passionate, what your purpose is. You know, these are important things to be able to discover. You have that opportunity now that you're unhinged from that narcissistic parent. You know, you'll very likely have to learn to ask for what you need. You know, it might start off small by asking for directions or, or you learn to identify emotions which were uh, buried and learn how to set healthy boundaries. You know, that might be a nice thing. Also, it's important to understand and come to accept that your narcissistic parent won't change. As much as you may want to confront them or as much uh, as as you, you do want to confront them, it's unlikely the parent will change their ways. They will always resist your criticism. You know, it's also important to acknowledge and maybe even forgive uh, your other parent for putting you through it. You know, if one of your parents is a narcissist, it's likely the other is an enabler. So by going along with or, or excusing the narcissist behavior, enablers essentially normalize and sustain it and are protecting you from the, trying to protect you from the abuse. But ultimately, they never do. Sometimes enablers also assist the narcissist by doing the dirty work or condoning and perpetuating their abuse. By not naming the abuse and not protecting their kids from it, enablers become complicit and even victimized by it. You know, an, a narcissistic parent may push their child into serving their own needs and not their child's. And so, you know, they, they manipulate a child's uh, self and development. And that is clear. You know, uh, most parents want to believe their child is the best, the brightest, the most perfect human on the earth, and, and we do need to feel that our kids are special and significant to the world, and, and uh, you know, it's hard work, and we need to believe that the work has meaning. The narcissists focus on the beauty of the newborn, you know, 
And, and that continues through the child's life. Narcissistic parents love to take a significant uh, accountability of, of the successes in their child's life as if they did it for them. Or they live through their child's successes. You know, our narcissists manipulate not only other adults, you know, they also manipulate their children through subtle and not so subtle means. And, and they may push their children into certain activities or viewpoints that would serve the parent, not the child's needs or interests. And so that's important to understand. You know, they, they, they will extract particular behaviors and install certain beliefs and sometimes later in childhood, you're going to have to unprogram those horrible, horrible beliefs. You know, if you're going to be in a relationship, you have to understand that you have to put your partner first in your thoughts. Think for your partner first before you think for you and how your decisions are going to impact your partner. That's healthy. Narcissists only think about themselves. And that's the sad part. So when you're thinking in terms of a relationship, it has to be a person that you would want to put first and want to look out for in that regard. Narcissists love to be victims, and so they will guilt you into looking out for them rather than yourself. Here's the thing that's important. You have to give to yourself before you give to others. If you give yourself to yourself, you have the gas to give to other people. So you have to take care of yourself, and then you want to think for your partner. All right, come back. We're going to take a break. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about emerging from a narcissistic parents. You know, narcissistic parents shape a child's behavior in ways that build up their ego through tearing down the child's sense of self. And so as children get older and begin to seek more independence, the narcissist may use threats of self-harm or suggest that they will be helpless if the child leaves home to go to college or find a place of their own. And so, you know, narcissists cannot perceive their children as unique people separated from themselves in their own right, much like a newborn baby who has this narcissistic perspective and doesn't realize that the mother is not an extension of himself. You know, narcissistic parents do not understand that their children are not simply extensions of them. And without boundaries, children and narcissists accept that their purpose in life is to serve their parents' needs and to reflect whatever values and traits their parents placed on them. So they're not allowing to develop independent ideas or beliefs or perspectives or behaviors. They feel fresher to reflect the image that their parents holds on them. And so this basic behavior creates a lot of power struggles and discord between children and the non-narcissistic parents. So narcissists need uh, to uh, basically pair up and uh, get the other parent to triangulate against the child, or they will use the child to triangulate with one of the parents and then call themselves a victim. So they do this thing where they bring other people in to try to team up on the child and uh, create a way of manipulating through guilt and shame, usually. And so, you know, they don't want to share their resources. They don't want to share their, 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 their stuff. They want to keep their children tucked around them, primed to serve as the keepers of their ego and their emotional well-being. And so they tend to be highly possessive and feel the need to control every activity in a child's life. You know, and this behavior is designed, you know, to suck others uh, back up to the narcissist dysfunctional life. You know, as children begin to realize the unhealthy relationship they have with their parent, their narcissistic parent, they may believe to distance themselves and protect themselves. You know, and that's what we hope will happen at least in adult life. You know, they will, narcissistic parents, They use both positive and negative projection on those around them to serve their most primal needs. And usually when they're making a first impression, they're the most charming person to lots of people. And then you discover how narcissistic they really are behind the scenes. And it's unfortunate. Many people get trapped into that. And by the way, narcissists love very fast commitments. They, they believe in, in uh, you know, this is my soulmate. That's kind of how they are. They, they want to get married like right off the bat because they know it's going to turn bad later on. So they like very fast commitments in relationships. And unfortunately, they, they protect all their shortcomings and their failures. So nobody sees it except for the children and other people who have to be subjected to them throughout life. And so they will blame, they scapegoat their children, their kids are the reason behind things that don't, things don't go the narcissist way. 
and everybody else makes poor choices. But now that you're an adult, you've got to reclaim your space and you need to accept that you will likely, uh, unlikely see a significant change in that parent, no matter how objectively you see their behaviors or beg them to change. Also take responsibility for your own life and your own choices as you do have the power to control your responses and your behaviors and your future. You also want to take and create uh, uh, boundaries and consequences for parents who cross them and are willing to enforce the boundaries if your narcissistic parent tries to disrupt them. And as an adult, you can now see others as individuals in their own right through your own perception. And you may have to invest time and energy to redefine and rebuild relationships with those from who your narcissistic parent kept you alienated. You know, the other thing, there's many healthy things to do. One would be seek out connections, seek out models of healthy relationships. That's a good thing. And then forge bonds with healthy people that support you. They also allow you to offer support for others and understand that healthy relationships are built on mutual respect, mutual regard, and mutual trust. That means it goes both ways, not one way. You also want to set limits on the time you're willing to invest in a relationship. So you want to prioritize your emotional well-being and don't allow yourself to be drawn into your parents' drama to satisfy their needs. Remind yourself that you're not responsible for them. You're not responsible for how they feel or their sense of self-esteem, and you're not to blame for your parents' failures and shortcomings. You know, it's amazing. We've talked a lot about the narcissist themselves, but, you know, there's also a large, hard experience when you have a father to a son and the father's a narcissist. You know, you have to realize their love for you was was conditional. And one of the most common signs of a son being raised by a narcissistic father is feeling unloved, you know, and, and, and the, also the conditions for love usually revolve around their emotional needs, their self-esteem. You know, when you make your parent feel good about themselves, important, special, they will often show love and affection. But when the parent feels bad about themselves or the child did or did not do something they expected, the parent may ignore them and, and be cruel to them or even abusive. You know, they, they these guys don't show up to your graduation sometimes. They don't throw you a birthday party. They really just don't take the time to care about you the way you need to be loved. You know, you have to discover how to love yourself. And self-love is learning how to say no to things that hurt you. And if you have to keep a narcissistic parent in your life, you need to limit their time. Limit their time. You need to also be able to state your feelings and your needs. And that is something that you have to recover from in life. And that doesn't mean you have to demonstrate, you know, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling sad, whatever, you know, raise your tone and throw your arms around. No, it can be, you know, I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling angry or unhappy or irritable, whatever it is, verbalize it. Learn to verbalize your feelings and that will help you come to grip with your life and your feelings, you know. It's important. 
And and when you've been raised by narcissists, uh, you basically have been uh, living with somebody that sees himself from a victim perspective. And what that is is they talk poorly about other people. You know, they they overreact to criticism. They become aggressive or passive aggressive. They, they take advantage of or use people for their own needs, and they, they also became jealous or competitive of people who had something they didn't. They also guilt and manipulate other people to get what they want. You know, uh, the other thing is you have to worry about displeasing a narcissistic parent because then, oh, my God, what's going to be the consequence? And that's a fear-based thought. And life is meant to be a faith-based thought. Narcissists are deeply, deeply, deeply insecure and immature. They're insecure and they're immature. And you've got to realize when you, as an adult, have to put them in perspective, you have to realize that they froze a part of their life in their childhood. And part of that, part of what they do and how they operate, if not all, comes from that place in their childhood where they were damaged. You know, you also uh, have to understand that they will project on you what they hate about themselves. And so oftentimes they will color you in as the very part of them that they hate. And it's sad, but that's what happens. And you need to detach from their narrative that they projected on you from their own insecurities and their own anger about their own life. You know, a lot of narcissists are hot and cold. They are all or nothing. They're black and white in their thinking. And that can be also extremely sad and extremely difficult on another partner. You know, um, narcissists feel they do no wrong. And that affects you because that means you do everything wrong. And that's not a way to be. But what happens is the effect of being raised by them is you have low self-esteem, shame, insecurities, trust issues. Well, If you have trust issues, what you need to embrace is faith. Faith leads to trust. So I need to have faith in you. I have faith in you. I may not trust you, but I will have faith in you. That's how we get to trust eventually. But the problem is, raised by a narcissist, you have trouble being vulnerable. So you have a lot of secrets. You have a lot of insecurities, you know, and you have a lot of emotions, that can be um, manip- uh, weaponized. Also, they have high levels of self-doubt when you emerge from a narcissistic parent. You don't trust yourself to make decisions. You second-guess yourself all the time. Also, you need the approval and the validation of other people. Also, codependent or caretaking patterns develop in your life. Perfectionistic tendencies, because that's what we had to do to deal with the narcissistic parent. You know, uh, we also, people that have this have trouble identifying or expressing their own feelings, their own wants, their own needs. They also have trouble separating and being independent. But, and also they have a tendency to move into toxic relationships. And so, you know, if you're raised by people, there's so many signs of what can happen. Also, depression and anxiety comes out of being raised by a narcissist. You know, and so what you want to do is unlearn that, unlearn that, stop 
living in unmet expectations and move everything to a preference. I prefer. I prefer. You can communicate a preference all day long and never offend anybody. But the problem is, you know, when we have never had an opinion uh, and we've been raised by a narcissist, we live in expectations to please our parent. Our motivator needs to detach from that parent. In your adult life, you, you do not want to be motivated to please that parent. That creates a very warped sense of self. And a lot of it has that, this imposter syndrome that results, always feeling like an imposter, doing a nice thing but not wanting to do it, not wanting to be there. You know, like It's just crazy what people will do, but then they don't enjoy because they're, they're doing it to, to please somebody else. Or to show their deceased parent or whatever what great person they are. That's not a motivator. You need to destruct that. You need to destruct that motivator and go from an internal motivator, which is something that has to do with your will. I need to do this. I'm passionate about doing this. If you want to be, let's say, a medical doctor, be the medical doctor. Go into that life and enjoy it. You know, also, uh, we are overly competitive many times when you come from a narcissistic parent, you know, and if you if you recognize that and and you you want to, you know, change that, you know, if you have to identify what narcissist is and then you have to identify how it has affected you. And that is a deep, deep, deep dive that w- anybody who grows up in a narcissistic environment has to make for themselves if we're going to heal. We need to learn to not take accountability from other people and we need to learn how other people gaslight and we le- need to learn how not to be codependent or be the narcissist that our narcissist parent raised that's our show i'd like to thank you for listening you know i love hearing from you and you can do that uh, on our webpage at voiceamerica.com the empowerment channel dr gary bell's absurd psychology now remember a narcissist dating strategy is charm seduce and study alternate kind and cruel mock abuse discredit devalue disregard and repeat If you have an opinion about a narcissist, please raise your hand and place it over your mouth. Also, remember, a narcissist projects what they're thinking about on on their most intimate partner. They always, always do. Whatever they're thinking about, they project it. All right, that's our show. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 